from the first line in the middle of the line. Shalach Le Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda, I underline his name, and I also underline Murray Bar Mar. So the following uh, question message was sent by Rabbi Abba to Murray. Boimine me Rav Huna. Can you please ask, I guess Murray had access to Rav Huna. Can you please ask Rav Huna the following question? Goes about a line and a half. The issue that we dealt with extensively yesterday. If I'm living in somebody else's chatzer, he doesn't know about it. Do I have to pay uh, rental or not? Well, Adahachi, while this question, I guess, was traveling, getting to uh, Murray, Nach Nafshe to Rav Huna. Murray, who was supposed to go ask Rav Huna, Rav Huna had passed away. Amalei Rabba bar Rav Huna. So Rabba, the son of Rav Huna, reports when he, I guess, became aware of the question that his father had been asked, this is what my father, my master, said in the name of Mishmei de Rav, and underline Rav's name, and he's going to make uh, two points over here. Uh, point number one, in answer to the uh, question, no, that person would not have to pay uh, rental uh, because uh, it's not Midas, like the guy whose property it actually is doesn't even know that it's being used. Uh, point number two, and one who rents a house from Ruvain uh, pays the rental to Shimon. Okay, that's what he said. No, we have a basic question. Who's Shimon? Where'd Shimon come from? Ask the Gemara Shimon, my avidite question mark. Like, what does he got to do anything? What's what's he doing here? Well, there's a little bit more going on over here. The Gemara explains. Let's say Nimsa Habayashel Shimon, if it turns out he thought it was really Ruvain's house that he was living in, and it was actually Shimon's, then Ma'ala Loiskar, he has to pay Shimon. So one second. Okay, so now we know what Shimon's doing because it's really his house, but Tarti? In other words, you're basically saying two things that contradict each other. If you're renting the house that's really Shimon from Reuven, then you're living in Shimon's house, and Shimon doesn't know about it. And yet we said you have to pay Shimon rent, but in the ratio we said when the person who's the actual owner knows about it, you don't have to pay him rent. So the Gemara answers, well, that's because there are two different scenarios. Ha, I squiggle under the ha. That which was point number two, I put above that a number two, Dekaimala Agra, where the uh, property in question was available for rent, that's where he has to pay the rent, to Shimon, whereas Ha, the number one din, I squiggle around the word Ha, is the Lokai Malagra, the reason he doesn't have to pay uh, rent to uh, the oh, rightful owner, because rightful owner doesn't know he's living there, period. Itmar Nami, it was also stated, Amravchia Baravin Amarav, the Amrila, those who say Amravchia Baravin Amarav Huna, two points. Number one, Hadar Bechatzer Chaveri Shuloi Midata, if I'm living in somebody's Chatzer, the guy doesn't know about it, Ainot Sarach Leslechar, I do not have to pay rent. Let's say I'm renting a, a house from the members of the city. I have to pay the uh, rental fee to the owner. Now, one second. Ask the Gemara. Where's the bailim here? Didn't we just say that I'm renting it from the members of the city council? Well, this is what it means to say. I'm renting it from the Bnei Ha'ir. If we figure out who the actual owners are, then ma'alin lahen schar. have to pay them wages. Now, that's interesting. So, in the first case, the number one case that uh, was just brought about three lines ago, if I'm living in someone's chatzar, he doesn't know about it, I don't have to pay him. And now, I'm living in somebody's chatzar, and he doesn't know about it, I 
do have to pay him. Tarti? Well, again, same chiluk here. Yeah, I have to pay the guy in the second case to Hadakai Malagra. Turns out we find the owner and it was supposed to be available for rent. Whereas Ha, the number one case is Delokai Malagra, wasn't on the market to be rented. That's why uh, rent is not have to be paid. Amrav Schaira, Amrav Huna, Amar Rav. I uh, circled Rav's name. Hadar Bechatzachaveroi. Shaloi Midatoi. He dealt with extensively. I'm living in somebody else's chutzr. The person who's the owner doesn't know about it. Ein sarach uh, Do not have to pay uh, rental. Now, here's a little bit of an explanation, possibly why. Mishum shenemar, because the pasuk says in uh, Ishaya, u sheia yukas shaar. Sheia yukas shaar is like uh, Rashi says. Um, there's some sort of demon or spiritual reality that's uh, quite uh, destructive uh, in a property when there's nobody there. And um, obviously by then having somebody there, uh, that uh, shade or destructive element of reality will not kick in and it's actually beneficial for the uh, landowner, the apartment owner, the landlord to have somebody living there. Amar Mar Baravashi Ladidi Chazili. I actually saw that Shio Menagach Kitur and it gores like an ox. Basically, it can be very destructive. Period. Rav Yosef Amar, a circular Rav Yosef's name, Besa Miyasva Yosef. Literally, an inhabited house is inhabited. Um, as long as there's people there, it sort of remains the way it is. Essentially, if people are there, we'll keep it up. If something breaks or something cracks or something needs to be seen to, they'll uh, see to it. Masha'in Kane, if uh, there's no one there to see to it, it could um, quickly fall into uh, ruin. My Beinayu, so it seems like both Rav, that we had four lines ago, we circled, and Rav Yosef a line ago are saying basically the same thing. You know, a place that's empty will fall apart if there's someone there that'll take care of it. What's the case with the Ika Benayu? Ika Benayu, the uh, practical uh, difference between the two of them is Dika Mishtamesh Babetsivi Ve Tivna. If it's being um, used for uh, like a storage area of, uh, let's say, um, wood or hay, um, as far as Shia that uh, destructive uh, thing that happens when no one's there, well, it's used, so that's not going to happen. But as far as uh, like seeing little things that might go wrong and fixing them, since the person's not living there all the time, that won't be the case, period. Hugavra, there was a uh, person, Debana Padna Kilkalta Diasmi. He built himself a, a large house on... Um, really, Kilkalta uh, is... Rashi calls it an Ashba. I guess it's an area of like a... Uh, waste dump area, uh, but it was a uh, property that had been that was owned by uh, Yisayim orphans. Agve Rav Nachman la'apadna mine. So Rav Nachman came along, and uh, um, the people, the guy who built the house, uh, didn't. It wasn't his property to build it on. So it, uh, Rav Nachman seized the uh, large house that had been built from that person. Uh, now, it's not so clear why he sees it. He definitely wanted something, but Lema uh, Kesavar, should we say that Rav Nachman is of the opinion that Hadar B'chatzach Haver Shalei Midatoi even though it sort of goes against everything we've said uh, in today's Shir three or four times, but should we say he holds that if I live in somebody else's Chatzar, and the other person doesn't know about it, that I do have to pay uh, rental, and in which case the builder of the large house should have had to pay some sort of uh, rental fee for using the land from the assignment. Should we say that's what he holds? Uh, no, that's not the case. 
What's the Mitzias behind this case? Hahu uh, Meikara originally Karmunai Havu Dairibe. There were some Karmunians. Rosh says it's the name of a uh, nation or a people um, who were living there. They didn't pay like full rent, but they paid like a little something to the Yasimim. And then when this guy built his uh, big house there, uh, they didn't uh, live there anymore. They didn't pay that little rent. And that was the issue. Amarle, Sir of Nachman, said to this fellow, um, listen, Zil, Paisin Huliasmi, I want you, you built your big house, they're fine, go uh, make some sort of deal with the Yasimim to give them some uh, nominal fee or minimal fee, which was uh, at least what the Karmunais were paying them. However, this guy, um, big mistake, he didn't listen to the good rabbi, uh, and what the good rabbi do with his power of seizure, Agbe Rav Nachman, and therefore Rav Nachman seized his uh, large house. I, I guess if this fellow in the future would agree to pay the nominal rental fee, or maybe even a full rental fee now, then he would get his uh, large house back. Says the Mishnah, uh, this was back on uh, Yud Tesamut Bays. Uh, we asked, uh, well, how is it that um, the animal owner pays that which the animal benefited? So there's, there's two levels. There's eating some animal, my animal eats someone else's food. Uh, either I don't have to pay anything, or I have to pay like uh, some sort of uh, compensation for what it would cost me to fill my animal's stomach whether it's with straw and stubble, whether it was with barley, and then there's, I have to pay, like, the actual damages of what was damaged. So those are the different levels. Um, says the Gemara, <coughs> that the case is, Machlokas uh, here between Rav and Shmuel, uh, we'll have two Lashenas of this Machlokas, I put a number one in the margin here, and five lines later, first words on the line are Vekama, uh, at the end of that line is the second Lashen, I put a number two in the margin. Amarav. So in the first lesson, Machlokas Rav and Shmuel says as follows, I underline Rav's name, Amarav Ubemachzeres. Machzeres, Rashi explains, is where the animal was in um, Rishus Arabim, but it sort of turns and stretches out its head to the side of the road and eats some uh, peros there. Uh, that's where the Mishnah said that it has to Mishalem as Masha Hezika, that which it uh, damaged, which is the higher amount, um, even though the animal's essentially in the Rishos Harabim. That's Rav's understanding. Shmuel, who underlined Amar, Afilu Machzeres Nami Pater. No. If the animal's standing in the Rishos Harabim, if it kind of like turns its uh, neck around and, and eats some food there, um, it's normal for it to be standing in the Rishos Harabim, and uh, therefore there's a case of a shane in Rishos Harabim, and the owner would be Pater. Okay. Ule Shmuel, then, according to Shmuel, Heichim Mishkachas Ladamachayev. Like the Mishnah did give us a case where the animal would be chayev. Where would you have that? Well, that would be in a case if we're going to Shavkesa Lerachva Vaazlavakamabitzidei Rachva. That's where it left the um, mi- uh, like the main area of the middle of the of the square, which I guess that's more normal to have uh, animals there, and, and went and and stood on the side of the Racha, which is very unusual for the um, animals to be there, and that's why it's not considered, like, it's technically Rishon Rabbim, but it's not really considered Rishon Rabbim, because that's not the normal place the animals are. That's the first lesson. Ve'ika demasni, I squiggle on the Ika demasni, this is number two in the margin. By the way, about eight, nine lines later, first one line is uh, mefarik, I put a number three in the margin, we're going to also have a third lesson. Anyway, here's the second lesson. Ve'ika demasni, lahashmaiser, those who teach this, um, teaching Machlokas Rav and Shmuel coming not off the Mishnah like we had in the first session, but rather as Be'api Nafsha, as like a uh, teaching on its own. What's the issue? Machzeres. An animal turns its head and eats sort of off to the side. 
colon. Rav underlined Amar Chayeves, that the um, animal owner is Chayev to pay, like full damages of what the uh, animal ate. Ushmuel, we underline Shmuel Amar Petura, no, he doesn't have to do that. Now, uh, we ask, Ushmuel Mishalemes Ma Shehezika, well, then we do have a case of in the Mishnah where the animal has to pay that which, like the real damages, the value of the, what was eaten. Where would you ever have that? There would be a chiv on that level. Well, same answer. It's where the animal left the middle of the main area, the Rishus Harabim, where the animals usually are and went and, and situated itself, but off on the side, which is not usual, and that's where there'd be a liability to have to pay. Oh, Master of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Now, in this second lashon, Andalay of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, he brings in our Mishnah, and the Mishnah had said, "I uh, put the right angles in." Five word quote from the Mishnah: "Mi Pesach Achanus Mishalemes Mashenenis." If the animal eats from the uh, entryway of the uh, store, it has to pay that which it benefits. In other words, the lower amounts. Well, Hechi Mishkachasla, where would you find such a case? Question mark connector. Pshita uh, that. Obviously, must be that Machzeres, where the animal turned its head and went on to the side, a comma connector of a kamar ma shenanis, and it says very clearly that which has to be paid is not full damages, just like the um, cheapest amount that it would cost for the owner to fill the animal's stomach, namely ma shenanis in, but ma the higher ma low. And that would be a question on Rav, who had said that Machzeres is chayev. Well. The question was asked by Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, who he asked it, and he himself answered it. The case of the uh, Pesach, the entranceway of the Chanus, is the Kaima Bekeren Zavis. I don't know how many times the Gemara uses this uh, Keren Zavis, that you, know, you assume there's like an area and then there's sort of like protruding corner, but it's uh, kind of like the picture in the Rashi. There's a Mavui God where the animal is, and to get to the Mavui and it has to sort of like squeeze in and just in the entrance way into the Mavui Katan, that's where the Pesach Chanus is. Uh, that would be the uh, case. Ikadamri, I squiggle under the Ikadamri. A third um, approach as to uh, when you have an animal that turns its head aside and ate something. When it comes to a machzeres, says the third lashon, kuli Everyone would agree that uh, there the animal owner has to pay the full damages of what the animal ate. Ki pligi, where is the machlokas? Well, uh, it would be in this uh, case, the mekatsemakam where the place that the animal ate from was owned by a person. So the person owns that property. Now, normally when you own property, you build up to the property line. However, this person sort of uh, drew back into his uh, property. So you have the Rishusarabim, then you have this like uh, sort of empty area, and then you have where he built his own uh, uh, property, his own uh, building. The Mekatsem Malkam, he sets aside a place where his property borders the Rishusarabim, mi Rishusai, to the Rishusarabim, the Hachi Itmar. And this is the Machlokas uh, Rav and Shmuel. Amarav, I know in Rav's name, Loishanu be Machzeres. It's only if the animal turns its head aside of which would be like our case that we just described. That would actually be Petura. I squiggle underline Petura. The animal uh, owner would be Potter. Ushmuel, who underline Amar, he says, no, Afilu, even in a case where the Metzias was, that the food was situated, that the animal ate, but in a place where the person who put it out there, it's really like technically his property, but it borders without offense on the Rishus Harabim, the Katsamakim, Rishus Rishus Harabim, and that's where there would be Chayavis. Okay, that's Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. Uh, should we say 
um, that Rav and Shmuel Lema that in principle what they're arguing about is how you view, um, and we're going to see how this could be a similar case, a bor bereshusai kamiflugi. Imagine if you have a bor in your own reshus. Now, obviously, if it's your own reshus and it's totally own, your own reshus, nobody is, and somebody comes in and falls in or is damages, well, you're not going to be high for that. That's your own reshus. But let's say that that's what they're arguing about. Now, let's see the uh, Rashi. Rashi across from here says as follows, Deeper Masalema. Let us say, Lema, that Rav and Shmuel, we're reading the Rashi inside now, what happened? He dug a bore in his own Rishos, which totally fine. And then, though, Hifgar Rishusai, he was Mafgar that Rishos, made it sort of ownerless. However, Lo Hifgar Boyre didn't Mafgar the bore, come if Lugi. Ube Plukta, and this would um, be parallel to the Machlokas for Bishmo Rabbi Kiva, the Pligi Balakaman, Perikshoshna De Rav, I circled Rav, and the Rashi Savar. Chayev, Rav would hold over there that uh, something falls into the boar, the uh, uh, one who had dug the boar is going to be Chayev, Umishum Hachi Petura Hach Behema, that's why this animal is going to be Padre if it eats something in that area, Deze Sheshatach Sham Peiros, the guy who spread out his Peiros there, Havili Kimo Boar, is just like his boar, namely Shi'im if some animal were to slip on them, behema, he would be chayv, just like he's chayv in a borshere, hifka rishusai hilkach, therefore, loy havilasoiskin, he shouldn't have done that. The kaimalan, and we know from uh, Gemara uh, later, ben miyach zakad, kolamakaklin rishusarabim, anything that a person leaves that there's a potential uh, danger in rishusarabim, shazikoi, chayav in the shalem, the chol hamachzik bahen zacha. Anyone who uh, acquires them, he gets them for free. In other words, the payros that are eaten by the guy's behema, that's fine. It says he doesn't have to uh, pay for them. Shmuel, continuing in the Rashi, I circled Shmuel's name. Shmuel Savar, Potter. When it comes to boar, that person would be Potter. Hilkach, since it's a betur, Behemashach Lawson, an animal that would eat there, would be Chayavis. Shribishusasa. Totally fine putting his payros out there. Urshusarabim nami loyhave. Why? Because he might have dedicated or made him in Mafgrip, but it's not real Rishusarabim because there's not a lot of people traversing that area. So back in the Gemara, the three lines from the bottom, we underline Rav. Rav says Potter, when it comes to the uh, Peros, Kisavar, that's because he holds Borbershus is Chayiv. I mean, Borbershus that you then, or Mavgir is Chayiv. And Shmuel, we underline, who says Chayiv, in the case of the Peros, Kisavar, that Borbershus is Potter. Uh, should we say that? Amar Lach Rav. Well, Rav would answer you. We underline Rav's name. Really, I can tell you by Alma that in general, a Borbershus is. Potter. What's going on over here, though? It's different here. Shiny hacha damar, because the balhashor can say, "What are you putting your payros out like right next to the shusarabim and everything?" You're basically mafgir lav kol kaminach. It's not within your ability, Mister Bozo, who spread out his payros right near the shusarabim. Demekareves lehula peyroisecha. Basically, you're tempting my behemoth. Behemoth is walking by and right there without no, no offense or anything. It doesn't make sense that you would be able to have something that any shore walking by would probably go in and eat, um, and then you're going to be mechayev me. That's Ravu Shmulu, underline Amar. Baalma, really, I could tell you, Bor Bershusa is yes, Chayev. De Bishlama, Bor, when it comes to a Bor, Ika Lemeimar Lava Date. Like, I was just walking along and. I didn't realize there was a boar right there, you know, fell right in, or the animal fell in. Ella Peyros, if there's, um, like, fruit spread out on the floor all over, Mi Ikala Meimar Lava Datai, 
You'll see, in other words, something that's below ground level, you might not be cognizant of, but something that's spread out all over the ground, you certainly would be cognizant of. Asks the Gemara question that goes for about seven lines, starts here, goes to the first row line is Yossi. Lema, should we say that Machzeres is actually a Machloik, is Tanoim? Desanya, you have a Brysa, about three lines, says the Brysa. If the animal ate from the uh, big open area, the Mashaneni. So the animal owner will have to pay that which the benefit of having his animal's uh, tummy full. Kama. If the animal ate the mitzide arachava off to the side, mishalamis mashe hezika, then uh, the full damages of whatever that food that the animal ate was uh, worth has to be paid. That's Steve Rameyer and Rabbi Yehuda. I uh, box Rabbi Meir and also underline Rabbi Yehuda, and that sounds very much like our Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi, who I also boxed, and underline Rabbi Lazar, I mean, they say, uh, quite to the contrary, it's not its way to eat, rather to walk. Okay, it's not exactly clear what that means, but it sounds like, uh, notes the Gemara, Rashi, Hainu, Tanakama. Our Havamina is here that we're not talking about from the middle of the Rechava. That's not what Rabbi is talking about. Rather, it must be the Tzide Rechava. Now, in the Tzide Rechava, it's not normal uh, to have the animal eating there. It's normal for the animal to be walking there. This one that ate, though, is going to be Chayev, and, well, that sounds just like the Tanakama. So the Gemara now asks, Rebiosi, Hainu Tanakama. Elot must be, and this is what we're trying to bring out to make the issue of Machzera, say, Machol Kastanayim, maybe Machzera, say, Kabe Nahu. You know what they're arguing about? A case of Machzera, colon, Tanakama, underline Savar Machzera, Nami Mishalim, that even an animal that kind of turns aside its head and eats from the Tzidrush Hashanah will only be Chayev Mashananis, the value of filling his animal's stomach up. Whereas Rebiosi, who underlines Savar, oh no, has to pay the higher uh, evaluation of that which was eaten. Mishlam is Masha Hezika. Should we say that? That's the Gemara's question. Maybe the whole Machzeres is Machokas Tanaim between Rebiosi and Rebiosi. Well, answers the Gemara, no. Lo, comma, to Kuliyama Machzeres, Ikerav, Ikeshmuk, you either hold like one or the other. The Hacha, what's going on then in the above price that we had about five lines ago? Beer Bisteyacher, what they're arguing about is when the Pasuk, in describing um, eating of an animal where the owner of the animal will be responsible, it, it says, and he consumes the animal that is in somebody else's field. How do we view that? Colon. Mar Savar, I squeal another word, Mar, would be of the opinion that when the Pasuk says three word quote, means the and not in the Rishus Arabim. So if my animal goes into somebody else's field and eats, then it's going to be high. I have to pay uh, whatever the animal ate, whatever, however you want to evaluate it. But not if it eats something in the Rishus Arabim, period. However, Umar Savar, I squeal under this Mar, that when the Pasuk says, three-word quote, Ubir Acher, that means, Bir Acher, somebody else's, Velo Rishus Hamazik. In other words, in somebody else's field, it eats, there's Chiyuv, but if it eats in my field, like if an uh, animal comes into not where it eats in the Rishus of the Mazik, the, like my field, you put your payrolls into my field and my animal ate it, like what do you want from me? However, what would Rishus Rabbin be? Rishus HaMazik, Lema Peirascha, your payrolls, Rishus my boy, like what'd you put your uh, uh, sack of grain into my Rishus? Ella? And you might remember the last year we had, we had Ilfan Ravoshia that we boxed. That was on the top of Chafam Aleph. Now we're going to go back and say that this is the Machlokas, Allah de Ilfan Ravoshia, Yikabe Says the Rashi, to um, recap our 
sugi that we had, not today, but the beginning of yesterday's year. Uh, Rashi says, De ilfa Rebbe Aisha, De Amar Ilfa. What did Ilfa say? Underline Ilfa's name. We're going to read the Rashi now. Uh, he said Lael earlier on the top of Chafam Aleph, Behema She. Pit stretched out his neck, and ate from something that was on another cow's back, would be Chayavis. And Rabbi said, that jumped. Both these things are sort of unusual and ate from the kupa that someone had, would be Chayavis. And let's keep reading the uh, next Rashi. I boxed in the Rashi, Rabbi Meir here, and three lines later in the Rashi also boxed Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Meir would hold eating anything from the chayva, the animal owner's potter, you know what he has to pay? Whatever the value is to him to have his animal stomach now full. Even in those two cases where it's doing something slightly unusual. And Rabiosi would be coming, to say, no, no, no. If it ate from the chayva, fine, but if it kind of stretch its neck up onto its friend's back and eat something from off the back, or, and it's very unusual for it to sort of jump out of uh, its normal way and, and eat. would agree with Ilfa and Back in the Gemara, a new Mishnah, uh, uh, doggies and um, goats, we're not talking about a 57-story building. It's probably like a, a one-story uh, uh, unit. Uh, they jumped from the roof of and they fell down onto a clean and broke it. Mishalem, uh, the owner of that uh, dog or uh, gedi, will have to pay Nezek Shalem. Because it sort of could have been expected uh, for them to jump. They're basically animals that uh, jump. Um, Rashi says, we're talking about where the damage take place in the Rishos Hanizak, in like my neighbor's backyard, or some other person's private property, and this is a tolda of uh, Regel, and just like if my animal walks through my neighbor's backyard and destroys something, I have to pay uh, damages, so too over here. Nezik Shalim. Hakelev Shenat Harara. We had this a few days ago. You have a dog that took a uh, coal-baked uh, little uh, hot fresh loaf of bread and um, whether it was known or not known to the Kelev, he also took some hot coals along with him, Shanata Harara, Vahalach Lagadish, and went next to some sort of a stack of uh, grain, Achalach Harara, and ate the uh, coal baked uh, bread. However, unbeknownst to the uh, Kelev, Hidlik uh, Hagadish, that uh, hot coal actually set the Gadish on fire. Colon Alacharar, which underlined Mishalim Nezek Shalim, full damages, Al Hagadish, and for whatever the value of the uh, stack of uh, grain was, I underline Al Hagadish Mishalim, the owner of that uh, dog or um, uh, goat would be Chatzinezek, um, responsibility. Okay, says the Gemara, Taima de Kaftsu. The mission is very clear. A caliber Gadi that jumped uh, from the roof. Okay, let's say just kind of fell off the roof, not jumped, but ha-naflu, the deal would be that the owner would be potter. Hmm, Alma Kisavar, it follows from there that uh, the uh, mission's of the opinion that in the case of Tchilas Shia, when originally there was uh, negligence, what was the original negligence? Like, why'd I leave my animal on this other guy's roof? V'seifai be'oynes, and in the end it turns out that it was an oynes, because it like fell out, that was not anyone's fault, um, would be potter. That's what it sounds like from the diuk of the Mishnah. Well, 
Not only that, but if a brisa, just under two lines, that seems to say just this. Says the brisa, a kelavin gadisha cuffs with a jump mirashagag, vishavas a kelim, and on the ground they uh, broke some kli, mishalim, and has to pay full damages. However, comma, naflu, I squeal in the line the word naflu, piturin and double nine piturin, they would be putter. Okay, that's exactly what we said, except now it's in a brisa, gives it a little bit more authority. Well, says the Gemara, Ha, Nichalaman Dhamma, this works well according to in other sukhyas. There is an approach that says, an Amoraic approach, that, uh, those four words in a phrase marking, Pater, that the person who, even though the original act was something negligent, if the uh, final uh, act that caused the damage is uh, beyond his control, it'd be Pater. Ella, there is another Mandamar that would say, in that case, Chayiv, Michael Meymar. So, what are we going to say over here? How would we understand this? Well, the case is over here, going to Mikravi Kalim Lagabe Kaisel. The Kalim weren't like a foot or two feet away from the wall uh, where the uh, dog or the um, uh, Gidi is going to jump off of it. They were like right up next to the wall. Why? Dichi Kafsi Bekfitsa. And why is it like safer maybe for the Kli owner to leave them there? Because when any animal would jump off the roof, they jump and they land, you know, a foot or two or three away from the uh, wall. Uh, they're not going to fall on them. Comma connector of Afilu, and therefore this is even a uh, case of Tchilasa Bipshia There's no Pshia here. Because if I left my animal on, on the roof and the person put the Kalim like right near the wall, there was no way that if the animal jumped off the roof, it would have landed on the Kalim. Period. There are sometimes that even if the animal fell, there would be a chiyuv, uh, even according to the Manda Amra, holds chiyuv, but shiyuv, would be pater. Mishkachasla, where would you find that? Where the, uh, I guess the fence, or maybe they didn't have fence material then, maybe like the wall that was built up on the roof was very uh, weak, uh, rickety, like uh, some sort of brick roof that had loose uh, bricks. So we say one second. Uh, what would be the negligence in that? My nihu, um, comma, lasuki alarchi that you like you should have thought about the fact that maybe one of the bricks could have fallen out of that uh, loose uh, brick uh, wall? Question mark, comma, connector. Well, safe, safe. What did happen in the end? None of the bricks fell. Archi fell inu. It was the animal that fell. In which case. Isn't this just a regular old case of where the original thing was negligent and in the end it was Inus? Lo says the Gemara. It was necessary because it wasn't like a standard old uh, regular wick with wall. It was a Bekaisel Tsar. It was a very narrow wall where it should have been expected that any animal that uh, propped itself up on that, especially if the animal wasn't a bird, but rather like a dog or a goat, it uh, could have uh, fallen off. Period. Tan the brisa goes till the last word on this page. Hakelva gadi, I squiggle on those two. Shedalgu, if they jump mimata lamala, they jump from a lower area to a higher area, they would be putter off the hook from having to pay full damages. They'd still obviously be chayven chatsi nezik because that's it's unusual. However, kama milamala lamata, if they're jumping from a higher area to a lower area, then they would be chayven and idan online chayven. That's when it comes to uh, dogs and goats. However. Adam Vitarnagal, a person or a uh, rooster, Shedalgu, that jump Bain Milamalamata, whether they're jumping to a lower area, Bain Milamatalamala, whether they're jumping to a higher area, and they cause some sort of damage, they would be Chayavin. Okay, that's the end of the Brysa. So what? Well, here's another Brysa that Gemara brings, as it goes for two lines. Seems to indicate, not like the first Brysa. In this Brysa, it says, Hakelavagadi, which I squiggle underline, 
Shedalgu, if they're jumping, whether jumping to a lower area or a higher area, Bain, and I underline these two words, Milamalamata to a lower area, Bain Milamata Lamala, Peturin, the big machoks and the gears, we'll just go with the Gumar's gears, that they're Potter. Okay, but we had said in the previous Brisa, about three lines from the bottom, that Milamalamata would be Chayev. So, how do we uh, view this? Well, Tirgumar Papa. Rav Papa explains um, in the above brisa, the afich meifach. Afich meifach is where the animal is doing something that's unusual for it. Kalba bezrika vegadia bisrachia. That the dog, which would, I guess, usually maybe use its uh, uh, paws or its claws to help it up or down, it just jumps straight out. And the gadi, the goat, which would usually uh, just jump straight out, kind of uses its... Uh, Claws or its paws to keep its balance. Well, ask the Gemara, then, Ihachi, am I Peturin? Then why in the world would they be Potter for this? It shouldn't be Potter. You have to pay something. Well, answer the Gemara, that's exactly what Peturin means. When we said two lines ago at the last word in the price of Peturin, Potter equals, yeah, I mean, Ezek Shalom from full damages, but still they'd be Chayev because it was unusual. Be Chatzin Ezek. Adkan.